0: Good evening, listeners. Welcome to the Nightly Crowd catcher with Corey Bank. This is episode 39. I'm excited to be here with you all tonight. I am your host, and you're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key at dune in Georgia. I hope everyone's having a great night. It's not time to enter the late night madness. The first thing that we're going to talk about in the world of MLB in our first story is a game between the Washington Nationals Versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Kyber Ruiz hit a three run home run. Carter Kyboom had a two run drive and the Washington Nationals beat Toronto Blue Jays five to four on Tuesday night, dropping the Blue Jays three and a half games behind Houston for the final AL wildcard spot. Washington's Jacob Young got his first major league hit, a bun single in the seventh, and the twenty four year old center fielder who debuted back Saturday, also threw a runner out at the plate to end the eighth and preserve a two-run lead. It was awesome, manager Dave Martinez said. He threw it right on target. It was beautiful. Young also got his first career steal after his base hit, but called the throw his most enduring memory of a big night. Helping the team win like that is something I'll never forget for my first assist, Young said. Washington, 62 and 71 in the year, is 17 and 9 in August and moved two games ahead of the last-place New York Mets in the NL East. We expect to win when we come to the field. Nationals left-hander Mackenzie Gore said, "That's something we're building." Rookie Davis Schneider homeward for Toronto, his sixth in 13 big-league games, and added an RBI double. The Blue Jays have lost five of seven but Gore allowed one run and six hits and five innings to win for the first time in six starts since July 23rd. He did a good job of keeping his composure and getting us five innings, Martinez said, but right-handers Mason Thompson and Hunter Harvey each got five outs before righty Kyle Finnegan survived a shaky ninth inning for his 25th save and just 32 chances. Finnegan gave up back-to-back singles, and loaded the bases with a walk to George Springer. Finnegan struck out Schneider, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had an RBI grounder, and Danny Anson hit a game-ending foul out. He's ice, Martinez said of Finnegan, but Toronto finished 1-for-11 with runners in scoring position. You get the dudes up that you want, and it didn't work out, Blue Jays manager John Schneider said of his team's ninth, but before the game. The Blue Jays put all-star shortstop Bo Bichette on the 10-day injury list because of a strained right quadricep retroactive to Monday. But Toronto selected the contract of infielder Mason McCoy from AAA Buffalo. K-Boom connected in the second for Schneider replied with a leadoff homer in the third. And Lane Thomas drew a two-out walk in the fifth. Joey Manessis singled and Ruiz followed with his 16th homer. Both Nationals' long balls came off Jose Barrios, who allowed five runs and six hits and six innings, and is winless in four starts. Two homers and five runs? I don't feel happy about it, Barrios said. But David Schneider doubled off the left field wall to drive in a run and chase Thompson in the seventh. Harvey came on and got Guerrero to ground out. Wit Merrifield scored on Harvey's wild pitch in the eighth and Alejandro Kirk advancing to third. Young ended the inning by throwing Kirk out as tried to score on Dalton Varsho's flyout. But now we're on to our training report. Blue Jays manager John Schneider called Bichette's strain mild and said the two-time AL Hits leader won't participate in baseball activities for a couple of days. He said Bichette might be ready to play again as soon as the 10 days are up. First baseman in D.H., Brandon Belt had back spasms and he was not available. So, in this game, it was the Washington Nationals who took this game to the bank by the score of 5-4. In this next game of MLB news we've got tonight that we're going to recap upon is a game between the St. Louis Cardinals versus the San Diego Padres. Wilson Contreras put on a show for his parents. The St. Louis catcher, Homer twice, pinch hitter, Tommy Edmond singled in the deciding run in the 10th inning. And the St. Louis Cardinals beat the San Diego Padres 6-5 on Tuesday night to snap a four-game losing streak. Edmond slammed the first pitch from Josh Hatter to left field with one out to bring in Mason Wynn. And Richie Palacios set up the winning run with a two-strike bunt to move Wynn to third. Contreras was playing in front of his parents for the first time as a member of the Cardinals. Olga and William Contreras flew in from Venezuela earlier in the day. Having my family in the stands, it means a lot to me, Contreras said. I'm here because of them. I owe them a lot. But Contreras cut it to to 4-3 in the sixth with his first homer, then tied it at five with a two-run homer in the eighth of Robert Suarez. After the tying blast, Contreras smiled and pointed at his parents in the stands after he touched home plate. I was just trying to do something good for them, Contreras said. We have played well lately, and we needed something to change the mood around here. So Contreras has 15 homers. He has recorded three multi-homer games this season, team overall. He becomes only the second St. Louis catcher to have three multi-homer games in the same season since Tom Pagnazzi did back in 1996. But Jojo Romero struck out two batters in the 10th and Luis Campanzano homer for San Diego, which has lost four of the last five to fall to 7-16 and 16 in August. The Padres are 0-11 in extra inning games. But Matthew Batten had four hits for San Diego. Sung Kim had two hits, and reached base three times. He drove in a run in the eighth with a sacrifice fly. Edmund was originally given the night off by manager Oliver Marmol. He felt like Edmund would be the perfect choice to pinch him with the contest on the line. He's a student of the game, Marmol said. He was ready for it. And Edmund had his fourth career walk-off hit. That was a good way to end off the day. And Edmund said, just thought I could contribute in some way. We haven't had too many wins like that recently. It felt pretty good. San Diego became the first team to lose 11 successive extra innings contests since Tampa Bay also dropped 11 in a row back in 2015. We had some hits, but we did leave some guys on base. San Diego manager Bob Melvin said, Those are the things that you have to look back upon. But now, we're on our training rooms report. Cardinals left-handed pitcher Matthew Libertori had a lower back tightness. He pitched for Triple-A Memphis and allowed five runs and four hits and three and two-thirds innings. Outfielder Lars Newtbar will start for Memphis on Wednesday and Thursday. He has been out since August 18th because of a lower abdomen contusion. He is likely to rejoin the team Friday. In this game... It was the St. Louis Cardinals who took the San Diego Padres to a it folks to the bank by the score of six to five. On to our last game of the MLB news recap, we go. We've got the Atlanta Braves versus the Colorado Rockies. Marcel Azuna hit his thirtieth homer. Charlie Morton threw a six innings of one run ball, and the Atlanta Braves beat the Colorado Rockies three to one on Tuesday night for their 16th win in 21 games. Major League Best Atlanta improved to 86-45 on the year, including 6-0 against the Rockies with a 57-17 run margin this year. Colorado, which has lost 12 of its last 13 games against Atlanta, is an NL-worst 49-83, assured of its 5th straight losing season. The Rockies have lost 8-9 of overall, Azuna, Homer for the fifth time in eight games, a solo drive in the second off Peter Lambert, and added an RBI single in the fifth. I feel amazing, Azuna said, about his 30th homer. I don't have any words to express right now the way that I feel to set that goal. That's a goal for every player to do in a season. Sean Murphy had an RBI single in the second, and Morton allowed three hits, struck out eight, and walked one. He pitched 19 scoreless innings before Harold Castro's RBI ground out in the second. This place will let you know where you are with your breaking ball. Morton said, if you release it off your spins, off you'll see it. You'll see it in the shape. You'll see it in the location. If you can buy into that, you can... Kind of let yourself experiment a little bit. It's actually really beneficial to come here and throw. Ronald Jr. Ronald Acuna Jr. went two for five for his major league-leading 57th multi-hit game this season. He remained one home run shy of becoming the first player with 30 homers and 60 stolen bases in a season. Folks, he became close to accomplishing the feat in the fourth inning with a 418-foot Shot to deep center field, but Brenton Doyle caught the ball against the wall. I thought it was a homer for sure, Lambert said. He's an all time player. Atlanta out hit Colorado 15 to 3 but stranded 12 runners, and Rafael Iglesias pitched a perfect ninth for his 26th save in 28 opportunities. Lambert gave three runs and nine hits in five innings. It's one of the best lineups I've seen in 45 years in professional baseball. Rockies manager Bud Black said about Atlanta. It is legit lineup. They have power, guys who hit from average, experience. They have really, really offensive team. It's hard that there's not a soft spot in the lineup. There really isn't. You really have to make the right pitches count. And if you talk to Peter, he's tired. But now we're on to our training room's report. For the Braves, outfielder Michael Harris II was tended to by an athletic trainer after running into the outfield wall trying to catch a triple by Goodman in the second inning, but remained in the game. Braves manager Brian Snickers said Harris had hurt his knee on the play. As for the Rockies, right handed pitcher Gavin Hollowell from Triple A Albuquerque and optioned right handed pitcher Carl Kaufman to Triple A. So in this game, it was the Atlanta Braves who took the Colorado Rockies to the bank by the score of 3 to 1. You don't want to go anywhere folks. We'll be right back with the NBA offseason. You don't want to miss it.
1: Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like Begbo, German Roach, and Fleet Control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control, repair, Find best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan, 770-954-9941.
2: Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Cowita Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text K4K Noonan to 44321 to donate.
3: This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three-bed, two-bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information.
0: Welcome back! You're listening to the Nightly Crow Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1 the key at Noon Noonan, Georgia. And now, we're on to our NBA off-season segment. And our first story is about Team USA routing Greece to get into the second round of the FIBA World Cup. When Coach Steve Kerr came to practice on Sunday and saw some of his Team USA players were a little frustrated after a 27-point win, he smiled. The first FIBA World Cup lesson had landed. That mood carried into Monday night. When the USA played a more focused, cleaner, and overall better game and beating Greece 109-81 to to move to 2-0 in the event, the win assures the U.S. team will move on to the second round after its last pool play game Wednesday against Jordan. Really good effort from our guys, Kerr said. Our thought process every game is to wear the opponent down. We're just trying to stay solid on every possession and really put pressure on the opponent. That didn't always happen in the opener against New Zealand. The Americans won easily, but were the less physical and less prepared team for a good chunk of the game. That is the sort of bad habit that portended Trouble for the national team in the past, but those worries were pushed off against the Greeks, who are empirically the toughest opponent the U.S. will play in the pool play, even if they're not as potent without the injured Giannis. Jalen Brunson, who had just so over the past few games, emerged seeking to set a tone as his captain's status demands. He was looking for a shot, barking at the refs, and generally showing fire he hoped would be contagious. Brunson made all five of his shots and finished with 13 points in a bounce back effort for the team USA starters who had been outplayed over the previous two games. For us, it's all about feel and how we just need to attack the game as soon as we step on that court, Brunson said. We're still growing, we're still learning, and we still have a lot of time to go better. So after great performances in the warm-up games, U.S. scoring ace Anthony Edwards shot 1 of 6 to start Monday's contest, but shook it off and found his stride as the night wore on, finishing with 13 points. Overall, the starters were better than they were in the past few outings, but still the lesser unit. Kerr often groups he had substitutes, and the difference in the effectiveness between the first and second teams remains obvious. In the first half, the U.S. starters outscored Greece by two points, the second unit led again by the inspired play of Austin Reeves, and he was plus 11 in the game. The cushion made the second half comfortable, and the starters got some momentum by extending the lead in the third quarter. Reeves was drawing fouls, thrilling the crowd with breakaway dunks and even talking trash on his way to 15 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists. But he was only part of the success as Tyrese Halliburton and Paolo Banchero were terrific on defense, battling the bigger Greeks in the post and piling up the stops. Halliburton blocked two shots and Banchero, who continues to get minutes at backup center, refused to yield in the post. With the talent that we have, 1 through 12, regardless of who it is, we like our chances against anybody, Reeves said. The first unit wears down the opponents so quick because of the type of basketball that we play. Fast, physical defense, so every time we get in the game, that's our goal, is to turn the intensity up and try to wear out teams. Josh Hart, who played some of his most effective minutes with the team thus far, and Cameron Johnson, part of some swarming defensive spurts with the backups. Josh is just a winner. People ask what position does he play. He just says he plays winner, Kerr said. At one point, his assistant coach, Eric Spolster, turned to me and said, some people get 50-50 balls. He gets 30-70 balls. I thought that was really well said. And center, Giorgio Papag- Pacianos, of a 16, 2016 a lottery pick, from the Phoenix Suns, scored 17 points to lead Greece. But it's really awesome to see what Team USA is doing so far. Camaraderie and building team, they're building momentum throughout this tournament. It's excellent to see from this Team USA team. As they beat Greece in this one, now we're on to our next story of the NBA offseason news. And this is about Charlotte Hornets resigning one of the productive players on a three-year deal Restricted free agent forward P.J. Washington has agreed to a new three-year deal, $48 million contract to stay with the Charlotte Hornets. Lyft Sports Management agent Kevin Bradbury and Washington Sports Group told the ESPN on Saturday, Washington 25 was the NBA's final unsigned restricted free agent this summer. The agreement avoids a second Hornets forward signing a qualifying offer and becoming eligible for unrestricted free agency in 2025. Forward, Miles Bridges did in July, but Washington averaged career highs in points 15.7 and three-pointers, two per game. Last season, he was the first Hornets player in history to average two three-pointers and a block per game in a season. According to ESPN staff information, Washington, the 12th overall pick back in 2019 NBA draft out of Kentucky, started 73 games for the Hornets last season. Washington's career-best season included a 43-point performance against the Oklahoma City Thunder back in March. So, it's really incredible to see that he has been coming together and that they got this signing. But, we'll be right back, folks. We're about to go into our first story in the NFL segment. You don't want
1: to miss it. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners open Monday through Saturday, 1030 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine-in, take-out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around so great! Wishbone Fried Chicken 31 Jackson Street Sweet A here in Noonan.
4: Got mold? Call the Moldman, specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Moldman team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678 227 9763.
5: Hey sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of the Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM.
0: Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern Sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crow Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1 The Key at Noonan, Georgia. And now we're on to our NFL offseason segment. And our first story is about the Carolina Panthers cutting a linebacker and picking up an upcoming wide receiver who was a playmaker this preseason. The Carolina Panthers released Deion Jones on Tuesday, less than a month after signing the Pro Bowl linebacker to her one year deal. Carolina also acquired preseason standout wide receiver Amir Smith Marset from the Kansas City Chiefs in a trade that will require an exchange of conditional 7th round draft picks in 2025. The release of 28-year-old Jones comes as a surprise because of the way the former 2nd round draft pick played during the preseason, but it speaks to the confidence the Panthers have in their depth behind starting inside linebacker Shaq Thompson and Frankie Levoux. So one of the emerging players in camp was linebacker Camus Gugger-Hill. And the trade for Smith-Marset might be a bigger deal amid injuries to top wide receivers and DJ Chark, Hamstring, Terrace Marshall Jr. back, and LaVisca Chenault Jr. with his concussion. Chenault is expected to return to practice this week, but Chark and Marshall could be questionable for the September 10th opener at Atlanta. Smith-Marset. Enjoyed a strong preseason with the Chiefs, hauling in 9 receptions for 195 yards and 2 touchdowns. The former 5th round pick was 2nd in the NFL in receiving yards this preseason. Jones, a 2nd round pick by the Atlanta Falcons back in 2016, was at his best in the 2nd season when he was named to the Pro Bowl as a replacement for former Carolina inside linebacker Luke keekley He was placed on injured reserve last season by the Falcons coming out of training camp and traded to the Cleveland Browns in October. Jones has 88 starts and 96 games played, collecting 11 sacks and 12 interceptions. But now, we're on to our next story of the NFL offseason, and this is about the New York Giants trading for an edge rusher. The New York Giants acquired defensive end Boogie Basham in a trade with the Buffalo Bills. The Giants are also activating wide receiver Juan Dale Robinson from the physically unable to perform list on Tuesday as they finalize their initial 53-man roster. The second-round pick tore the ACL on his right knee last November. He will now have two weeks of practice to get ready for the season. With the new reinforcements on the roster, The Giants cut 2019 third-round pick O'Shane Iksimus on Tuesday. A source told ESPN he had six and a half career sacks for the Giants. Basham was a second-round pick by the Bills out of Wake Forest in the 2021 NFL Draft. Current Giants general manager Joe Schuwen was part of the Buffalo front office when the selection was made. Current Giants coach Brian DeBall was the Bills' offensive coordinator at the time and had a long look at Basham during practices. Basham, 25, has 20 total tackles and four and a half sacks in his two seasons in Buffalo. He adds depth to a Giants outside linebacker group that was thin behind starters Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Adjulari. New York has traded for versatile former Arizona Cardinals first-round pick Isaiah Simmons last week. Simmons will be working primarily with the Giants inside linebackers group but has also been sporadically an outside linebacker early in his career. Trading Basham marks the second straight year the Bills have dealt a second-round pick still on the rookie contract just before the start of the season. Last year, Buffalo traded 2019 offensive tackle Cody Ford, also a second-round selection to the Arizona Cardinals in late August. Basham seemed a likely candidate to make the roster as part of a crowded defensive line rotation. The team added the pass rush group this offseason this off by signing veteran Leonard Floyd after making a splash with Von Miller back in 2022. But Basham flashed at times in camp, but ultimately didn't show enough. For the rest of the room, the move signals belief in second-round pick A.J. Empaneza who is on his final year of his rookie deal. Miller, meanwhile, will begin the season on the physically unable to perform list. Sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter and Jeremy Fowler that this would keep him out for at least four games and give him time to return from the ACL injury he suffered last season. And now we're on to our next story on the NFL offseason news. And this is about the Arizona Cardinals making a decision to keep their franchise quarterback on the PUP list and wave one of his backups. So the Arizona Cardinals have more clarity on their quarterback situation less than two weeks before the week one season. Kyler Murray won't be activated off the physically unable to perform list before Tuesday's 4 p.m. Eastern Time deadline. Cardinals coach Jonathan Gannon said on Monday, starting the season on the PUP list means Murray will miss at least the first four games of the regular season. Once he's activated, he'll have 21 days to practice and be put on the 53-man roster. Otherwise, he'll have to spend the entire season on the PUP list. The Cardinals also released quarterback Colt McCoy On Monday, a day before teams are required to narrow their roster to 53 players, the move comes four days after they traded for quarterback Joshua Dobbs. McCoy, the 36-year-old who signed with the Cardinals in 2021, was the first team quarterback all spring, training camp, and preseason while Arizona waited for Murray's return from his ACL surgery. Gannon said the Cardinals evaluated McCoy's full body of work and decided it was in their best interest, Arizona, to start the season without him. I don't think it's anything he didn't show us, Gannon said. I think it was just looking at OTAs, and then training camp, and the games, and the full body of work itself. We just feel like this is the best way to go. Murray injured his right knee in week 14 last season on Monday Night Football, and had surgery in early January. Murray had said previously that he wanted to be back by week one. He later said he didn't want to miss any time, but he also isn't sure how much practice he'll need before he's ready to take a regular season snap. Should Murray miss at least first four games? Gannon said the quarterback's rehab approach won't be altered, but he is. That's why he's on the PUP list, folks. He's got a plan that's football-related, and he's got a plan that rehab-related. And both are important. But obviously, the plan that's most important right now is his health, Gannon said. So when we structure his day and his week and his last month with him, we plan accordingly for that. With McCoy's release and Murray not being able to play in week one against Washington Commanders, the Cardinals will likely choose their starter from Dobbs and fifth-round pick Clayton Toon. Gannon refused to name a starter on Monday, between Dobbs and Toon, saying Arizona has a pretty good plan in place to decide who will be the first team quarterback. Gannon wants to evaluate both quarterbacks in practice over the next two weeks before settling on one. Even then, though, he won't announce a starter. So I think it's a competitive advantage for us going into Washington, Gannon saying. But really, you should at this point in time know who your week one starter is, and this is way too soon leading up to the season. They need to make this decision really quick. But Toon ran the second team offense for the majority of the spring, all of camp, and preseason. As for Dobbs, who came to Arizona from the Browns in a trade back on last Thursday, has a history working with current Cardinals offensive coordinator Drew Pedzing and quarterbacks coach Israel Woolfork from their time last season in Cleveland. The Cardinals had looked at signing Dobbs this past offseason, so they had already done their homework on him, Gannon said. When the opportunity t- traded for him arose last week, they jumped at the glance, and it was their chance that they took and they got it done. Adding Dobbs gives the Cardinals a mobile guy that understands the system who can also make the throws and play in and outside of the pocket, making him a great candidate for that starting role which is what Arizona was looking for. But in the end of the day, even though Gannon said it was never going to be easy for a new guy to come into the system, Dobbs is comfortable. And I personally think, with his experience, he should be the opening day starter for the Arizona Cardinals. But he is translating the verbiage. He's getting more familiar with it. It's not the first time he's played under the system, so he should be able to pick this up really quick in that regard. Who will be the opening day starter for the Arizona Cardinals? That's what will remain to be seen, folks. But we're on to our last story of the NFL offseason segment. And our last story of the NFL offseason is about the Cincinnati Bengals coach being evasive about his starting quarterback. So a snag in contract and negotiations is not why Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow is not practicing. Coach Zach Taylor said on Tuesday... In a virtual news conference, Taylor quickly and firmly denied that Burrow's absence is related to the inability between his side and the Bengals to reach a contract extension. Burrow has not participated in practice since he suffered a strained right calf on the second day of preseason workouts. That's that being said, Taylor also didn't seem overly concerned about his star quarterback's road back to the field. I think he has a very healthy body. Taylor said with a smirk, and I'm encouraged by that. But throughout Burrow's contract negotiations and injury recovery, the Bengals have remained tight-lipped about where things stand. That remained in the case on Tuesday when Taylor spoke to reporters after the 4 p.m. deadline to cut rosters down to 53 players. Taylor was noncommittal when asked if Burrow will return to practice this week. The fifth-year coach also declined to give a more elaborate update on Burrow's prognosis since he suffered the injury on July 27th. The team's season opener is September 10th. While Burrow has been recovering from his strained calf injury, Jake Browning and Trevor Simeon competed for the team's number two job after a battle that lasted through all three preseason games. Browning emerged as the victor. Simeon, a seventh-year veteran, was released ahead of the team's deadline. Taylor said that the team will continue to evaluate options to be Cincinnati's number three quarterback. And a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter on Wednesday that the Bengals were signing former Dallas Cowboys quarterback Will Greer to their practice squad. However, Browning appears to be solidified as the top backup. I really feel good about Jake being the number two quarterback, says Coach Taylor. But in the end of the day, it is very interesting to see. Joe Burrow, will he recover in time for week one? I mean, he's been a great quarterback, and he's built this franchise up. And he's been a playmaker, a team leader. Will he be the day one starter in week one? That will remain to be seen. But we'll be right back. We're about to go into the
4: NCAA college football segment. You don't want to miss it. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV835R to get... From point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. As much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just ripping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer.
7: I'm not going to lie. I know nothing about cars, and I don't really mind keeping it that way. This? It's cool. I called CarShield before my car broke down. Thanks to CarShield, I don't have to understand anything about what's broken, because plans can pay for repairs on up to 6,000 parts of my car. Leave fixing cars to the experts and call CarShield before your car breaks down, and maybe save some money for once. It's a thought.
5: Call 800-579-6554. 800-579-6554.
9: When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any Trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, Each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music.
2: Hey everybody,
6: this is Andy Christman. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship.
5: See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me,
1: your host, Andy Christman. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg,
0: Franklin. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crow Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1 The Key at Noonan, Georgia. And now we're on to our NCAA college football segment. And this is about the Ohio State quarterback having shoes to fill through replacing C.J. Stroud. Next. So... After a lengthy quarterback battle this offseason, Ohio State coach Ryan Day announced Kyle McCord as the starting quarterback for the first game of the season against Indiana. McCord has been in the battle with Devin Brown as the team is looking to replace last season's starter, C.J. Stroud, who was the number two selection in the NFL draft. Day had to come and they had to name a starter. And this recently was being evaluated all week long. I think that's significant that we have two guys that we feel confident playing in the game, They said. This is something that a little uncharted territory for me and something I don't see very often. Just This just goes to show you that we saw consistency every day in practice for the last couple of weeks for both these guys. But they said McCord deserves to be the starter. But Brown's play throughout the offseason will give him the opportunity to see the field as well. The biggest challenge, according to Day, will be to find a rhythm and flow for each quarterback, and will go off of how the preparation for the week goes to determine the playing time for both. Day had said that the battle had gone back and forth with Brown making a big push as of late, but he saw McCord step up and continue to play consistently in practice. Now, despite being named the starter, McCord needs to show Day the same consistency during the season. I think the first thing is you just have to go watch them play in the game. And it's one thing in practice, but you see certain things. But to get tackled and to move the team down the field, Day said, finish off drives, do well on third down, do well in the red zone. That's going to continue to play itself out during the season. And there's been teams that have done this similar before, but ultimately the goal is to win a championship. And Day says how the story plays out will be written by each quarterback. With little experience for either signal caller, Day says they both need each other right now and they will continue to ride the roller coaster together throughout the season. I just don't have a crystal ball on this, and I'm sure how it's going to shake out will shake out. But I think we're doing. What we're doing is fair based upon what they both have done in the preseason. Day originally said he'll like to see a sizable gap in play between his quarterbacks, but he described McCord's play as good enough to earn the starting job. He believes the more games the play this season, the more the coaches will see in terms of strength, rhythm, and chemistry with the results. However, the position plays out with McCord hanging on to the starting job or Brown eventually taking over. Day seems confident in both quarterbacks. He points to the Alabama team with Tua Tagalova with Jalen Hurts as teams that have navigated this situation before and believes that his teams will figure out how to get this done. Now it's time to go play in games, though, and we certainly have seen enough in practice to believe that both guys can perform in a game. Now it's time to go put it on the field. And when you're in a game, you really get a great idea of what is going on. In practice, it's a controlled environment. And this is something that we have to figure out for ourselves. Who will be the starting quarterback going into the full season? Right now, it's McCord. But we'll see what he does with his opportunity in week one. Now we're on to our last story of the NCAA college football recap. This is about Iowa's quarterback questionable for the opener for Utah State. So, Iowa quarterback Cade McNamara is questionable for Saturday's season opener against Utah State despite returning to practice from a right leg injury. McNamara, the Michigan transfer, projected to start for Iowa, sustained the injury back on August 13th after an awkward fall on a scramble. He returned to practice last week. In a limited capacity and is medically cleared. Coach Kirk Ferenzi said Tuesday, Ferenzi described McNamara's injury as a soft tissue strain. The thing we have to judge as we go along is how effective can he be? Ferenzi said. Can he go and perform in a way that is representative of the kind of player he is? It's kind of day to day right now. We'd obviously love to have him out there, but we also want to make sure the team can perform at a high level at the same time. McNamara, who started for Michigan during the team's Big Ten Championship season in 2021, was limited in spring practice following his knee surgery for an injury he sustained early in 2022 season. He transferred from Michigan to Iowa back in December. I'm progressing every single day. I'm feeling better. This is what he told the reporters. But if McNamara could not play, Iowa likely will start Deacon Hill, a transfer from Wisconsin. Hill appeared in one game last season for the Badgers, but did not attempt to pass. And McNamara went 13-3 as Michigan's starter and had 2,576 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, and 6 interceptions during his 2021 campaign. So, right now, I personally think McNamara is the starter for this team, but that's what remains to be seen. So that's what we're going to have to figure out. Now we're on to our next story. And this is about an announced self-imposed bowl ban over the weekend for the alleged infractions under previous football coach Herm Edwards. The school defended the ban on Tuesday after taking criticism for the timing of the decision. The Sun Devils issued a statement highlighting five factors, and the NCAA committee imposed an enhanced financial penalty of $8 million on Tennessee in lieu of preseason. But all this roaming around their heads, will they figure this out in the world of the Sun Devil Land? That's what remains to be seen. But we'll be right back with music news. You don't want to miss it.
7: The Baxters have a new first book from number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel, the heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. I'm
6: pretty handy around
1: Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like Begbo, German Roach, and Fleet Control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control, repair, bond, best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan, 770-954-9941.
2: Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Kawita Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving one million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text K4K Noonan to 44321 to donate.
3: This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a 3-bed, 2-bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to the nightly crowd catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1, the key at noon in Georgia, and now we're on to our music news segment. And our first story is about a rock band in Sweden, and this is in regards to a collision of their tour bus. Next, Kill Switch Engage tour bus collided with an elk as the rock band was driving to an appearance. In the Flames Dahlia Briner Festival at Radovik, Sweden, on Friday. Frontman Jesse Leach took to Instagram shortly after the terrifying experience to share a video of the large vehicle's shattered windshield and pen a deep reflection about the incident. You just never know what tomorrow holds, and this takes nothing for granted. Leach began his post. This is the scene I woke up to yesterday morning around 6 a.m. Thankfully, no one was seriously injured. But the vocalist goes on to say that the group's driver sustained some torn ligaments and was shaken up for sure, but he is okay, and that the elk sadly didn't survive in the collision. El- Leach continued, I don't carry fear with me when I travel, as it would do me no good. However, seeing this definitely put some fear in me. Not so much for my safety, but the thought of losing someone I love or someone being injured seriously. It washed over me as we pulled away in a passenger bus. I felt the tears fall on my face as I thought about what could have been. The front man also reflected on other touring bands that have, been, have gone through the similar accidents over the years. I think of my friends out here who do this, and the hard-working crews who are out here away from family and loved ones, sleeping in a vehicle on highways of the world. Leach wrote, The cost can be high when living this life. The moments of beauty and triumph can be suddenly interrupted by suffering and loss. The singer concluded his heartfelt message by encouraging fans to keep in mind the difficult conditions that musicians and their crew members go through while on tour. We live a different life, and it isn't always easy. Rock and roll can take its toll, and oftentimes it comes to collect when you least expect it. He wrote, just so grateful it wasn't worse than it could have been. Don't take life for granted. You never know what tomorrow holds for you. It's truly incredible that they come out of this okay. That they smashed into an elk. This is something that you never see, folks. But I'm glad they are feeling okay in regards to this and they keep going with their tour and i hope they really pick something up but now we're about to go into our last story of music news
1: wishbone fried chicken is back in a brand new location 31 jackson street suite a here in noonan same great taste the best chicken around Fish dinners open Monday through Saturday, 10 30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in, take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan.
4: Got mold? Call the Mold Man, specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Moldman team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763.
5: Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it, because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM.
0: Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, three p.m. to five p.m. right here on WQEE ninety-nine point one FM. You're listening to the Nightly Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE ninety-nine point one, the key afternoon in Georgia, and now. We're on to our last story of our Music News segment, and this is about a famous rapper working with Georgia State University to offer a law course on the legal life of Rick Ross. Rick Ross will be the focus of Georgia State University College of Law's upcoming class, Legal Life of, this fall semester. Created by Professor Moe Ivory, the class provides law students with the unique opportunity to gain hands-on legal experience in the practice area of entertainment law by studying the career, contracts, and legal transactions of Rick Ross. According to the press release, as a lover of rap music, hip-hop culture and in celebration of the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, I could not think of a better time to study the career of a visionary like Rick Ross. i re- relays to Billboard. When I began my research on Ross, I realized early on that my students would learn about a businessman who turned his love of music into an empire that includes massive real estate holdings, food and beverage franchises, Investments in the car and bike industry? Literally. This guy works with corporate equity ownership. The biggest beats the classroom, and Ross tells Billboard, I've always been a student of the game, and I look forward to being able to teach the next generation how to keep hustling. Students will dive deep into the contracts that built Ross' businesses, wins and will receive insight from the lawyers who have negotiated them. During the course, they will also gain knowledge in drafting, interpreting, and negotiating deals, emphasizing client representation, risk, and crisis management. The legal of was started in 2019 at Georgia State Law. Past subjects for the course have included the legal life of Ludacris, Candy Burris, and Steve Harvey. I think it's an incredible thing that they are doing at Georgia State University, really taking into consideration What it means for the idols that they look up to. And Rick Ross being the latest one. Taking a look at what he has done. Not only as a musician. But as an entrepreneur. And showing it with his legal struggles. And his ability to see what happens. When you are someone that is multifaceted and talented like Rick Ross. And showing these kids what it means to really work with these uh celebrities and truly help them engage on their skills and their ability to become better lawyers in this industry and their passion that they love so much
4: how do you make the most of your land everyone has their way the nelsons depend on their john deere gator xuv 835r to get from point a to point b with decoys and the dogs as much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV 590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just ripping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a Deer.
7: I'm not going to lie. I know nothing about cars, and I don't really mind keeping it that way. This? It's cool. I called CarShield before my car broke down. Thanks to CarShield, I don't have to understand anything about what's broken, because plans can pay for repairs on up to 6,000 parts of my car. Leave fixing cars to the experts and call CarShield before your car breaks down, and maybe save some money for once. It's a thought.
5: Call 800-579-6554. 800-579-6554.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crow Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1, the key at noon in Georgia. Everyone, thank you for listening in tonight. Thank you, WQEE. Everyone, get home safe, get a great night's sleep, and we'll see you next time. Have a great night, everybody. Take care.